What up, world? Back again. It is the Country Rap Report. Yours truly, Big XL. Country Rap Report. Shout out to my guy, Spank. Y'all know what we do when you watch Country Rap Report. You know you're going to get the best of video reviews, our opinion, our expertise when it comes to the Country Rap videos or all the videos of this genre. Also, you're going to get AMAs. Ask me anything. Those are the segments where you, the listener, you, the viewers, you get an opportunity to ask myself or spank some of the questions or some of the inquiries you might have ever had when it comes to the music industry or this genre. You will also get exclusive artist interviews, all right? Exclusive artist interviews with some of your favorite artists in the genre of country rap. Now, this episode's no different than any other episode other than the fact that my guy Spank is on those highways and byways definitely doing his thing, but we're going to definitely hold it down. So the, this episode is no different than any other episode. we got an exclusive interview with you guys. With one of the guys I feel like is one of the people who actually made me move forward when it comes to the genre of country rap. Now, I've seen this guy definitely doing his thing when I started to, when we started to create the Country Rap Report, this is definitely one of the guys I felt like we definitely, at some point in time, we got to talk to him. We got to get him on the show. He's definitely moving and shaking and doing his thing. And we got him on the building. My guy, Uncle Turtle. What's going on, Uncle Turtle? Uncle Turtle, let me get you to switch it. Switch it. Switch the phone. Turn that phone. Turn the phone. There you go. What's going on, my guy? What it is, man. What it is? I'm in Gatlinburg. Oh, so you're in Gatlinburg. You're in Tennessee. Yeah, I'm here for a family reunion, man. 62 people. 62? Man, you're not that far from me. Gatlinburg is probably about four or five hours from my front door. Yeah. Yeah. That's the same way it is with the rest of my family. I just ended up in Kansas, you know? Okay. So, look, man, let's get into the first thing I want to say is thank you for giving us the opportunity to chop it up with you and talk with you. And um, so look, man, the first thing I want to do is you mentioned Kansas, but let the entire world know where uncle turtle is from, like where you're from. um, What was your actually initial introduction when it comes to, creating music and like what's your background let's just we're gonna dive into the life of uncle turtle so where are you from okay. All right. uh i grew up in i was born in florida but only lived there for a little bit i was born in clearwater and but then i moved uh i grew up basically in kentucky and when I graduated high school, I moved down to Georgia with my dad, which is where my, all my dad's side of the family's from. And uh, I lived in Georgia for, I don't know, almost 10 years, I guess. Yeah, well, yeah. Because I, I were, ended up working in downtown Atlanta for like 10 years. and But I met my wife, who uh, was going to West Georgia in Carrollton. And I, I lived in Douglasville, and so we used to we used to party in Carrollton, but we never met while she was in school. Later on, we met and got married, and we came out to visit her family in Northwest Kansas. And I fell in love with the the slow, easy lifestyle, and I loved to hunt and fish. And 
they have big deer out there, son, big deer out there. So it was, uh, there was too many people in the city of Atlanta and it was just too much, like fast pace. And we wanted to raise our kids in a small town. So we have moved to Kansas and the rest of my family is over on this side, Kentucky, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, but it is what it is. We see each other when we can. All right. Now, first and foremost, what was that transition like going from Georgia to Kansas? What's that? What was that transition like for you going from Georgia to Kansas? Um, you had to learn that the streets roll. Yeah, the streets, the streets roll up at 6 p.m. every day. It don't matter. It don't matter what day it is, six o'clock. And Saturday and Saturday they roll up at about noon and Sunday they don't even come out. Okay. So if you don't have what you need at the grocery, then you better you find something else or change what you're having. Okay. Because everything closes. Uh it's a lot slower pace which the South has a slow pace anyway, but it's a lot slower pace, a lot more easy going, you know, but that was probably the biggest culture shock for me. Okay. All right. Now, what was your introduction to music? What made, music. what made uncle turtle decide to pursue, pursue the music? Well, I grew up in a musical family. I've loved music my whole life, all kinds of music. I started playing guitar when I was 14. Uh, and have started writing songs, you know, later in my teens. And I've been in a couple bands. And all we, you know, we played, we wrote our own originals and, and played those. And, but at the same time, when I was in high school, I also grew up listening to Back then, it was NWA, and, you know, I knew I watched Run DMC videos when I was nine years old, and but uh, I listened to NWA a lot. I listened to Warren G a lot, DJ Quick, but then I also listened to a lot of, like, New York rappers, like Diggable Planets and DOS Effects and, uh, and then, like, yeah. I listened to Black Sheep, and uh, I listened to a lot of rappers, a lot of rappers that, that a lot of people nowadays, you probably, you know who they are, but yeah. I don't mean, I don't know how old you are. I think we're close to the same age, and but I've, I've just always loved music, and I love the expression of hip-hop, and I quit listening. Like I love NWA and I love Ice Cube and all those guys, but I stopped listening to hip hop when I couldn't. As I grew older and matured, I couldn't relate to it. Okay. Because back then it was, you know, it was all about banging and and all that, and that wasn't my lifestyle. And so I couldn't relate. I still love the beat, love the the lyricism and all that, but my I think the way I thought about music was changing and I couldn't relate to it. So I, I didn't listen like I usually did. And then uh, I, I found out my dad actually told me about the lax 
And uh, so I listened to them and I, and the Georgia boys and I started listening to them and I was like, I, I can relate to these guys a little bit being country guys, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm never in the mud scene like those guys always talk about, you know. And uh, then I heard Adam Calhoun and I was like, I, I, I get this. This is what I get. And uh, then I started listening to different people that he was involved with at the time. This was three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, first song I ever heard from him was uh, his song Catch Hell with Katie Noel. Right? Dope. Dope song. Yeah. Ridiculous song. And I know there's controversy there with the Katie Noel name. But I will. And I'm, I'm not siding with her on that whole thing but i will tell you she killed if she wrote those bars for that song she killed that song like she destroyed that song yeah her first was fire but no that was when i heard that i was like oh this i love this and then i saw um, i took my son to see him on the crazy white boys tour took him two hours west of where i live or east of where i live and saw uh adam calhoun demon jones Big Murph and Justin Time. And when I was there, I was like, no, this is what I want to, I want to try to do this. I think that I can, and I just wanted, I, I just want to try to put music out. Okay. And I'm learning how to do, you know, and I just, you know, I hope people dig it and, you know, but I just want to put the music out that I like to do, you know what I mean? And hope people mess with it. So, leading up to this concert, you had never, ever wanted to be an artist prior to this concert? A rapper? No. No? No. Not a rapper. I'd been in other bands where, like, I wrote music and sang it and played played the guitar. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wanted to, I didn't know it was an option. Oh. You know what I'm saying? And I, I I feel like I can rap and I like I like my flow and I, I try to work on it. But that's just because of what I listened to growing up and I've always loved it. But I've I never had any any desire to be a rapper because I didn't think of it as an option in my life. I'm going to be very honest. And when you mentioned the things you grew up listening to, you have a record, and I can't think of the name of it right now, and I play it on my stream all the time. But it kind of reminds me of um, Ice Cube's uh, Today Was a Good Day. Yeah. Um, I can't, what's the, you have a record, and I, I do not have it in front of me. What is the name of that record? Um, uh, it's just Uncle Turtle. But that, yeah, it's called Today Was a Good Day. No, a good day, maybe. Yes, a good day. Maybe. I know what you're talking about. That record let me know that you definitely grew up with some type of NWA Ice Cube influence. But being, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna use the term, I'm gonna use this term lightly. Being a late bloomer to actually rapping because you definitely had the musical background. Man, how were you able to develop your flow? Because man, your flow is very, very smooth. You don't sound like when I listen to your music. 
So basically, it's like saying you might at most have five years in. But when I hear your music, it sounds very polished. It sounds like you've been a guy doing it for a long time when it comes to lyrics. Like, how are you able to develop your flow so fast? Um, I think it's because, like I said, I've been writing, I've been writing songs and, and playing with a full band for... 20 years so the timing and and stuff like that i think is because because of that and because i used to memorize i used to memorize rap songs and so i'd memorize that what it feels like to be on beat but not necessarily on the twos and fours you know especially groups like uh dos effects and and um oh uh who does uh oh a tribe called Quest, and where you're hitting all these off beats, there's kind of jazzy beats, and you're emphasizing more in a jazz way instead of like a two and the four or something like that. I just I, I fell in love with that part of it. Okay, now I've always wanted to ask you this question. I always say, if I ever talk to him, I'm gonna ask him, How did the name Uncle Turtle come about? All right, so I'm I consider Kentucky home, mm -hmm. right? And there there was this TV show about this dude uh, that used to catch snapping turtles out of people's ponds, right? Right. And he locates them, and he 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 always went live action, live action. I can't remember what the dude's name is for the life of me, but he's from Kentucky, right? Mm -hmm. Well, when I was starting band i was trying to figure out a name and uh so i was laying in bed watching the show thinking about a name and my buddy texted me and said what are you doing i said i'm watching the turtle man and he said oh you're he goes oh your your cousin joking around with me i said no he's my uncle and he responded with oh okay uncle turtle and then i was like and the guy always says live action so I just put them together, and my band was Uncle Turtle in the live act, just because I thought it was a good name. And, but I was never supposed to be Uncle Turtle. It was just, that was the band, Uncle Turtle in the live act, just to have a name. And then, but people started calling me Uncle Turtle. And then when I decided to do rap, I was like, I'm just going to keep Uncle Turtle. So that's how I came about. Okay, now... How how comfortable did you feel going from being in a band, playing guitar, to actually being a rapper, being out front? What was that com comfortability level for you? No, I I think the as far as I haven't rapped in in, in a concert. I haven't done a show as a rapper, but I've done a lot as a singer, songwriter, you know, guitar player, okay. and. It ha it's never been a confidence thing for me. It's always been the, I'm going to play the music that I like and I'm going to do the music that I like and I hope that other people like it. And so that I think that helps me be confident regardless. I think the, the, 
the hardest part about transitioning from being maybe a musician that most people would assume that I would be to uh, to being a rapper was other people's perception or other people's thoughts on what I should or shouldn't be. And me being able to get past that and them get being able to get past that. But that and learning all, learning how to do it all. I mean, as far as making beats and and stuff like that, like I've had to learn how to do all, all that because I've, I've never done it. So, all right. Um, YouTube videos. Do you look forward to actually being in front of a stage? I've noticed you've had an opportunity to attend, attend Redneck Grade. Do you look forward to being on stage performing as a country rap artist? You'll have to repeat that. I'm in the mountains, so it lagged really hard. Okay. Do you look forward to actually being on stage, getting the opportunity to perform in front of a live audience as a country rapper? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 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 I would love it. And But it's one of those things for me, like I – I don't even, I don't know how to even get that started. You know, I don't know how, uh, it's just foreign to me. I don't know how to do it. And it's not, I'm not, I'm out here. It's hard to find information, you know what I'm saying? And especially when you don't know where to look and then you respect other people's grinds. And you're like, oh, I don't want to ask that because I don't have the money to do the things that I should be doing as an artist, as far as promotion and stuff like that goes. Like when people have, you know, what's your budget? I'm like, dude, I, I the only budget I have is making sure that my three kids eat. Right, right. And so that's why I do things really, really slow. But, uh, so that's a transition that I've had I've come to grips with since I started rapping that I didn't think about. All right, now what what would you have to say? What would be your if you had to say this was my rookie year? What year do you feel like that you jump into the country rap genre as an artist? See, I don't know how to I don't know. I would say once I woke up a little bit more about the reality of everything, I would say that would be in the last, like last year. Okay. Okay. But I put more out my first, because I was making beats and I didn't care what it sounded like. As long as I liked the beat, I knew nothing about mixing, nothing about how to record vocals or mix it and master it. And I would just put it out as soon as I thought it was close to being done. So I feel like those are like my mixtapes that you record on a tape on a tape player and you pass out to your buddies or try to sell for a dollar fifty. Right, you know I mean? right, right, right. And so I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm 48, so it's hard for me to think of anything as a rookie year. But I would say it'd have to be last year. But I don't put out much stuff because it's just so so it's expensive to do it right. right. You know what I'm saying? Wait, 
expensive to do it right and i just can't afford it so i do what i can when i can and you know i totally understand now i have to ask ask you this question and i yeah. consider you a trendsetter when it comes to this you were one of the first people i ever seen even when we started the country rap report you were one of the first people i seen dedicating your time once a week to streaming country rap music and then you stopped first and foremost what made you to create the stream and what made it stop and can we expect to see it coming back uh i started doing it because of that journey i was telling you about about how learning how to do things mm -hmm. because all there's all these aspects of music when you're an independent artist that doesn't have a label behind you to do all this stuff that you should be doing if you can. And I'm realized when I started learning how much stuff there is that I didn't even know I needed to know. I uh, was watching Justin Ork is awesome. At, he's on, you know, a cow screw mm -hmm. does business stuff. And I went live on Instagram and or joined. We had talked several times on Instagram. And so I was like, hey, uh, do you want to go live with me? And he said, not right now, but ask me, we'll set something up. I was like, all right, cool. Well, then I started thinking, I was like, he could tell everybody a general, just like some things, these are some things you need to think about when it comes to being an independent artist and the business side of it. And so I was like, it'd be awesome if I could interview people in the game and just talk to them about their specific part of the game, whether it be business, whether it be beat production, whether it be an artist that's an independent artist that's doing well. And, and kind of, I wanted it to kind of be an encyclopedia, but it, uh, I did, I don't know, it was like 19 interviews over about six months or something. And it just kind of petered out. I don't know. I mean, it was fun. I started having issues where I had to cancel a couple of shows because I switched over to OBS and it doesn't work well with the Mac. And I was having audio issues and couldn't figure them out. And so I just got frustrated, you know. I still have those relationships that I could, you know, message them and they'll answer me. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say this from one content creator to another. Yes, sir. I think that platform is very necessary, and yeah. I definitely think you should uh, look in the stream yards and bring that platform back. I think the genre of country rap misses you in that platform, and it's very necessary because because you were definitely giving. There are a lot of artists that I now or that have been on the Country Rap Report that I heard first on your platform. So we definitely oh, need that platform. That's, that's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. And it's always in the back of my mind. You know what I mean? And but Yeah, I, I appreciate that. And I... Uh, I'm not done. I just don't know which. I mean, I'm gonna do put some music out. I've got some features coming with some other people, and then I've got plans for my own singles. But uh, 
the, the idea of doing another show is always in my mind. I just, and I have just, I just haven't decided what kind of format I want it to be in. Cause you know what it's like. I mean, you know what it's like to do a show. It, like people watch your show and it's, let's say it's an hour long show, but they don't understand what it, the stuff that it takes to, to do that and get that going. And you know what I mean? I'm going to be honest. And this is from one kind of create content creator to another. Number one. Yeah. Even if you don't have the interviews, just my opinion, country rap does not have radio. There is no other than going to Spotify, listening to playlists. There is no consistent avenues of country rap. I look forward to Uncle Turtle every Saturday night. If Uncle Turtle just, every, even if you didn't have an interview, if you play an hour of country rap music, and threw in some Uncle Turtle music in there. That way you're promoting yourself as well. Bro, I promise you, as a content creator, because I don't believe in competition. I believe we all help push the turtle forward. I think it's needed, bro. You you are the Cutting reason. Again. You, you are the reason I started streaming country rap music because it's needed. And these artists need to hear people playing their music. And that's what I also wanted to do was but I can't, I don't know how to get around like copyright strikes and stuff. Cause I wanted to play artists that even if you're like an independent, a fan of, indep I only listen to independent, you know, country rap. I want to play up and coming artists that I think have the ability to be dope that even a country rap fan wouldn't have heard of. Right, like people right. with like 60 followers and you, and you find out, oh, those yes. are the people that I want to have on and talk to them and then have them watch my channel and hopefully learn from these other people that are killing it. Let me, that was my ultimate goal. Let me tell you how to get away from the copyright strike. Please. Right. Knowledge. Okay. And this is part of your interview. I probably shouldn't even put this out there, but this is part of the interview and the country report is about education. Say Uncle Turtle comes on every Saturday night at 7 p.m., right? You come on at yeah. 7 p.m. every... So you stream from 7 to 8, right? Once you stream live, delete it. Delete it. It cannot copyright strike what's not there. You know what you do? You train people to say, if I don't catch Uncle Turtle between 7 and 8 on Saturday, I miss him till next week. It's no different than a radio show. If your favorite radio DJ comes on from 6 to 10, Monday, Monday through Friday, you miss if you miss him, you miss him. But it builds up anticipation, and it makes people know, I got to be here from 7 to 8. If not, there's no show. They're not going to strike you if you're not leaving it up because you're not trying to monetize it. I see it's no, and, I, and I'm always pushing for this because I will, until radio allows country rap in, I want to create platforms that are equivalent to radio. Yeah. So put it up and delete it. We'll see you next week. And then you just fill the page up with you your. You know, I could put it up. You, I can put it up on YouTube. 
And then I have a website, UncleTurtleLive.com. I can delete it from YouTube and then put it up on my own website. You and then it forces people, if they want to watch the rerun, my website watch it. Or, or if you use a format like StreamYards, once you record it, you can turn it into an MP3 and put it on Mixcloud. Right, as a podcast. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. I'm hope I'm I'm hope I'm encouraging you to come on back. We need it. We need it, man. We need it. We need it. You are, man. You are. You're making me think again. You're making me think again. Um. Now let's go to your like when first of all, let's talk about the genre of country rap as a whole. Um, because right. you mentioned how when you were young, you resonated with the Ice Cubes, the Dos Effects, the Tribe Called Quest, and then. Yeah. You kind of got away from it, and then you was introduced to country rap. What yeah. is your personal feelings about the genre of country rap, and why is it so relatable to you? I think it's just because of uh, it's hard for me to stand behind things and like express them and put them out there if it's something that I, I, I don't know, I, that I don't know. You know what I'm saying? And so, like I said, once I started having my own experiences and I could see kind of where my life was going, I realized I couldn't, I wasn't relating to like, the, the, I couldn't relate to the gangster lifestyle because I was never a banger. I was never a gangster. And, and it started there in the lyrically, it started to become more about whether it be drugs or, you know, women. And I used to love DJ Quick and I got in trouble for, uh, because my stepdad found his CD, DJ Quick CD in, in the stereo. And the first song he heard was Black, was Black Pussy. Ah, <laughs> sweet Black and, Pussy! Yeah. And I which back then I was like, I just like the song, you know? I like, I mean, DJ Quick was dope to me. And, but then, my, I don't know, my, my uh, focus just shifted and couldn't relate to it. And so I quit really. I mean, I knew, I knew who Tupac was. I knew who Biggie was. I knew who Puffy was. I knew, you know, that kind of thing. I knew who Wu-Tang was. So I was like, I knew who some really good artists were, but I never really listened to them because I had gotten away from it and, because of that, I couldn't relate to the lyrics that I was spitting to the radio with them. I mean, it's their lyrics, but I don't know. Man, I'm just weird, man. I don't know. Now, as a as a genre of country rap, for, I ask everybody this, or we ask everybody who comes on the country rap report this question. In your definition, what is country rap? I would say it's rap that's being performed by people who live in 
what most people would consider a country area. And they rap, and, and if they're real, they rap about the things that are in their day to day life. Where you got, you know, some hip art, uh, hip hop artists or rappers that, you know, are from the West Coast or from the East Coast or from Chicago or Houston or wherever, they're rapping about what they deal with on a daily day basis and, and what they do on a day to day basis. And so to me, like a country rapper is, it's, it's somebody who's rapping about their day to day. But I say it's somebody who's from what most people would generally call a country area or the South or, but you don't necessarily have to be from the South. I mean, if you're country and I mean, to me, Boosie is the hardest one to not put in the country rap category because you know what I'm saying? Because he, he's not up, he's not up church. Boosie and up church that the fact that they did a song together blew my mind but at the same time it makes complete sense mm -hmm. in my opinion you know what i'm saying okay definitely 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 so, country rap is hard. can you in the next five years can you foresee country rap country rap on a platform like the cmts or can you see it in its own award show they're gonna they're gonna have to in my opinion, they're going to have to because, well, I mean, look at what Jelly Roll's doing now. Look at what Upchurch is doing. Look at what, I mean, that the tour that Calhoun, Demon Jones, and Broadnax and Dusty Lee are on right now should wake up people also. Like, they're going to have to recognize it at some point. I don't think. They'll do it as fast because the majority of the artists have learned from these guys to be independent. And I think that the labels are going to slow that process down for it to be legitimized. That's my personal feeling. But at some point in time, can you foresee a major label taking a, a chance on a country rap artist? Oh, I think so. Absolutely. I, I think it's probably already been done, and we, we maybe just don't know about it. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. But that does, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, do you foresee... But uh, my, I guess my question would be, I think that it either has been done or will be soon. But do I also think that it could be from a label trying to squash something? Hmm. We're going to sign you and then we're going to shelf your project and never put it out, but we own it now. So, you know what I mean? Do you, I don't know. Do you foresee a radio station, whether it's, whether it's urban it's crazy out there, do you ever foresee a radio station? Maybe it's urban, maybe it's country, maybe it's top 40. Do you see a radio station, FM radio dial ever taking the chance on saying, Hey, you know what? We're going to give country rap, a mix show hour. Do you ever see radio? Oh yeah, up to country rap. I, I, I think eventually you'll see radio stations that 
it, oh, easy an hour show. Easy an hour show. And I think that it'll be played more popular. as Because to me, independent music is going to blow up. I don't care what genre you're in. The internet has changed the game in that situation. And so I think you're going to see radio stations that pop up that play independent artists and that's and that's all they play because there's going to be so to me there's going to be so much of because people are just now getting to understand you don't have to have it's, it's hard but you don't have to have a label okay. and I'm, when i say label i mean like you don't have to have sony you don't have to have columbia you know I, uh, or Warner Brothers or whoever. Like, they're going to have to recognize it at some point. I don't know how long, but I fully believe that at some point they'll have to recognize it. All right. A few more questions. Number one, what is the recording process like for Uncle Turbo? A lot of frustration. <laughs> Why? And waiting for my family to be gone out of the house so that they can't. So my condenser might pick them up in the background. And I don't have a booth, you know what I'm saying? I don't I so like I do the best I can with what I have. And but when it's perfect, I put a two in skull fine cut and I play the song over and over and over and over and over again until I get bored with how I'm rapping. And then I start like not having to make sure that I, I find like the flow that I like. Uh -huh. And then once I get the flow down and I don't have to worry about keeping that timing in my head and I can just let it go and, and it adds, you know, a lot more like it makes it a lot more personal you know what i mean like uh like i'm not just spitting words and and i keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it and usually i pick either the top three to five uh tracks that i like and i, I can't do cut-ins i can't i have to do everything like i'll do the whole verse in one take and I'll like any of my verses or any of my hooks they're all one like one solid take because I, I don't know how to do cuts and make them sound perfect you know what I mean and if I ever did go on stage I want to be able to spit that whole verse just like I do on the record okay but, now look I, I, I heard this and I sent it to a few people and find out how they feel about it and then I'm, I might make some how does your how does your family feel What's about that? how does your family feel about you doing music as a country rapper my, my wife and kids yes. are like your media family they're they're fine with it dude they they my my son's sticker on the back of his pickup and they know the, the words to my songs and my wife can pick out my songs and 
I mean, my wife was never a fan or a rap fan, you know. Mm-hmm. She loves me, so <laughs> you she supports say- me. Now, there's other people in my family that don't. Now, I got to say, Uncle Troy. And that's cool, you know. I got to say. I've read about that. The name Uncle Troy is very what it is. The name Uncle Troy. 48 Turtle. years old. I don't have to worry about a picture. The name, the name Uncle Turtle is so marketable, bro. Um, I hope you have Uncle Turtle stickers and I can see an Uncle Turtle stuffed animal. Like, bro, I can definitely see from a marketing standpoint you doing so many things with that name because it's so marketable. I appreciate that. All I, all I heard you say was you think Uncle Turtle, the name Uncle Turtle's marketable. Everything before that it was frozen. You know what? It doesn't matter. That was the most important part. Now, I got to say this too before I let you go. My wife always tells Yeah, and me, I just got to... My wife always tells me, you are my Caucasian twin. I, I, I'm an identical twin, too. Really? Yeah. Uh, my twin brother, on the song Winning, the one that I did the video for, uh-huh. uh, in, the, in the hook of that song, there's scratches. And my brother's a DJ in the Atlanta area. The, he, he recorded those scratches for me. What is your brother's D, What is your brother's name? DJ DJ B Riz. Okay, okay. Is that why you always wear the A hats? I noticed you wear the A hats a lot. I didn't hear you. I noticed you wear the A hats a lot. No, I just love. I just love the Braves, man. Okay, okay. Always, man. Since I was kid, I was born the day after. Hank Aaron hit the home run to beat uh, to to go over Babe Ruth, and and my first real my name my first name is Aaron. Oh. I was named I was named after Hank Aaron. Oh, that's dope. So, how'd you feel when the Braves won the World Series last year? You don't even know, bro. You don't even know. We there there was screaming because <laughs> all my me and my boys were all Braves fans. And all my my dad's side of the family, most of my mom's side of the family, all Braves fans. So it was it was awesome. But they traded all the a lot of the people that I really really liked, like Solaire. Uh, I don't know, man. That's, that's, yeah, bro. Don't even get me started on that. But it is what it is. It's a business, I guess. All right, man, before I let you go. I don't know, man. Before I let you go, because you have some, you have, you have a, you have a, an yeah. extensive, you have an extensive catalog on, on, on Spotify. Um, but you released a record earlier this year called Wake Up Call. What was that record, Wake Up Call? What was it about? Because that name within itself makes me want to listen. Uh, it's about, you and I are old enough to know that the world wasn't like this 20 years ago, mm-hmm. 30, you know what I'm saying? And about just about how crazy everything is and, uh, and all the stuff that's going on. There's a lot of people that 
I think, live with their heads in the ground. Like, we're, we live in historic times right now. And I think there's a lot of people that don't want it to be that way. And it was just me saying, look, there's a lot of stuff going on around our country and, and the world. And, it's, and it could cause a lot of issues that are not good. And people need to wake up and see that and start understanding reality. And even if real, just because reality scares you doesn't mean that you can ignore it. That's basically what wake up calls about. Okay. And just people that are not going to let, like the people who are going to fight for the, for their country, like that don't want it to become a socialist pro pedophilia, whatever. That's what that song is about to me. So right. like when it's, have you have you listened have you listened to it yet? Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I thought it was so, very I thought it was very touching, and I could tell it was coming from a, a perspective like mine because we've seen some things while we've been here. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I appreciate that. It uh. It should have been mixed a lot better, but like I said, I, I'm still learning how to do that side of it. So right but, now, are you doing No, uh, Scattered Brains actually did that beat. Okay, Scattered Brains, Scattered Brains, Scattered Brains. Okay. What's next for Uncle Turtle? What's next for Uncle Turtle? Um, I've got... Uh, I'm in the works with a, doing a single with Jack Gaspar that we've been planning on doing for a while, but th his work's crazy and my work's been crazy. Um, but it's on a uh, beat that I have from Scattered Brains also. And then I've got uh, two other songs that are singles. I haven't decided how I'm going to do those yet uh, that I have the beats for. I'm on... A cipher that's coming up that I don't I don't want to say anything about, but uh, I've got things coming out. It's just not as fast as I'd like to do it. You know what I mean? Okay, no doubt. Well, Uncle Turtle, I definitely appreciate your time. I'm allow you to get back to your family and enjoy your family reunion. Look, I hey, hope, I hope to God I sparked you into bringing that stream back. Feel free to contact me anytime offline. Anything I can do to help help you move forward as an artist or even as a content creator, I extend my hand because we all need each other to make this genre grow. I appreciate that, and I, I will I will hit you up. I promise. All right, appreciate it, my G. All right, brother. Ladies we'll and uh huh. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that's my guy. That's the OG. That's Uncle Turtle. If y'all haven't had an opportunity, please, please go to all your favorite streaming platforms and find my guy, Uncle Turtle, and make sure you stream his music. Make sure you check him out. Make sure you follow him on all forms of social media. And um, 
get familiar with my guy, Uncle Turtle, for real, for real. All right? All right. Now, everybody out there, please, please make sure, make sure y'all check out www.countryreport.com for all your Country Rap Report needs. That's www.countryreport.com for all your Country Rap Report needs. All right? You can check out the merch. You can check out the Facebook page, the Instagram page. You can check out the Spotify playlist. You can check out every single video we've ever reviewed. You can check out WCRR, a 24-hour day, seven days a week, 365-day-a-year internet radio station. All right? All right. Right now is the time of the show. I need y'all to drop y'all hundreds for Heather because she makes everything come out so tight and so right. One time, it's salute to my guy Spank. It's your boy, Big Excel. This is the Country Rare Report. Until next time, y'all. Peace.